I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And we are back with another episode of Life Exchange. We have Back yet- to bring you enjoyment <laughs> and entertainment. Full stop. <laughs> and entertainment. That's your department. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm not to entertaining, your, so uh, <laughs> I don't know how to be entertaining. <laughs> to fill your commute with laughter. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the super light topic of, (laughs) well, it is, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's light. It's not an easy topic. I think we're all kind of like, how do we address this and do it well? So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. Yeah. God himself. (laughs) Part of the Trinity. (laughs) Yes. The third person in the Trinity. Actually, it's, you know, I teach... Uh, the kids in church sometimes and whenever the the trinity comes up it's like one of the hardest things to try to explain to kids and there's all these like you know they use an egg or they'll like they'll use an object and try to describe the trinity and I think I kind of just settled on like you know I'm sure other people could do this way better than me but I just say like guys some parts of God are otherworldly and they're they're very hard to explain in worldly words. <laughs> and we don't have the fullness of of it as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I never heard the egg one. I, the one I've always heard to explain the Trinity was uh, like water. You have water, you have ice, and then you have vapor. Same, yeah. 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 There's different ways. I think they all can kind of get you there, but like theolo- theologians are kind of like, that's not an adequate way to describe mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So, but I, I think it's kind of good that human beings can't adequately describe <laughs> the God who created human beings. So you're so. saying don't put them in a box. Yeah. I'm okay with not being able to describe God to, to a T. <laughs> so, but we kind of... If you did feel comfortable, that would be concerning, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we kind of bury the lead if you're... I get, well, I don't know. I don't want to assume who's listening. So we believe the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, the Holy mm. Trinity. He is uh, part, a person. Yeah, he's a person. He's part of God. There's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's also kind of hard because the scripture itself doesn't really describe the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, like in a, it's not like t- in one Co- verse where yeah, it just yeah. describes the the Godhead. So, um, but throughout the scripture... Um, that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is one of those. He is um, equally God. There's not; He's not lesser than Jesus or the Father. Um, and he's always been. The Holy Spirit has existed with as God mm-hmm. uh, for as long as there has been, period. <laughs> as long as there has been, Um so I'll, I'll start with the scripture. I think we all have like kind of information on this. So we're going to mm. see how we get into this. But in Genesis 1, 2, so first page, first chapter going of the Bible. Going back to the beginning. Yep. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit, uh, which is the capital S, the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Um, and in verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make God, like make man, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Um, so the Holy Spirit has always been, uh, is co-equal um, with 
the Father and the Son. And um, yeah, he is God. <laughs> so I'll let you guys. When you're talking about creation, it's really awesome because, you know, uh, it is the Father, the Son, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit all partnering together because everything was void and dark and God spoke and the Holy Spirit moved. And he was just hovering over the darkness. So there's waiting. a connection between the Word of God and the the effective power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But God said, let there be light. And there was light. So yeah. there's a connection there. The creative power, like I've heard it said, like um, that the Holy Spirit is the active, effective agent of the Godhead. So when God's word goes forth, there is power in it. And yeah. that's the working of the Holy Spirit. That's really good. That was very, very good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and so... Would you say that again? He's the active working. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the active, effect, effective effective agent of the Godhead or the Trinity. Active, effective agent of the Trinity. Yeah. So if he dwells within us, he is the active, effective <laughs> part of the Trinity that's flowing in us, with us, for us, and through us. And we can see that in the life of Jesus, that... Jesus, well, we know that he didn't do anything apart from the Father, but it was through the work of the Holy Spirit that, you know, you know, Jesus didn't perform miracles until he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Man, I really love that because, you know, we as human beings, we want to be effective. We want to see fruit. We want to see amazing things. That's only going to happen mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's beyond our our power, beyond our ability, but... When the Holy Spirit is moving in us and with us and through us, it's going to be effective. Well, I will add this, that uh, in John, it says, apart from me, you can can do do nothing. nothing. So that doesn't mean you're not doing anything. And it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you couldn't classify it as being fruitful. So if we want to be fruitful in the eyes of God, it has to be through connection and relationship with the Holy Spirit. So. It's not necessarily like, like people have ministries that they're doing on their own strength. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not necessarily not doing anything. It's like, do you want what you do to be fruitful or to actually count in eternity, mm-hmm. which Carry is very eternal yeah, fruits, eternal yeah. value. Yeah. Yeah. I love the connection to the word as well. Like, I, I don't know the reference, but the scripture that says, um, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So mm. just the the necessity for the spirit in order to bring life to um, to his creative directive, I guess, or his um, his word. The spirit is that active, alive um, agent that moves through all of what he does. Or what he uh, says. And, an, and an example of that is in Psalms 33, 6, the Lord merely spoke. So we're talking about the word of God merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word. So mm. breath, like when you look at that in scripture, it's associated with the Holy Spirit or the work of the Holy Spirit and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. So when it 
I mean, just practically in our lives, let's say we're in a church service or in our family or, um, you know, and we're striving to accomplish, the fact is when the Holy Spirit's involved in what we're doing, you're going to be so aware of it. You know, have we ever gone to church and we do what we do all the time and boy, when the Holy Spirit shows up, we recognize, wow, the Spirit of God was here because it was effectual, it was working, it was tangible, it it made something that just was, made it alive. It wasn't just what we said or what we did, but there was such life there because he was actively involved. And I think another sign of the Holy Spirit moving is not just the feeling of in that moment, yeah. but does it produce lasting yes. change? And yes. that's where connection and fellowship yes. are imperative. Because it's not emotion. Mm. Yeah, And that's why there's effective change, because I'm not just feeling it. I might feel him in the moment, mm-hmm. but when I receive what he what he is doing in that moment, then that has the power to change me. So are we saying one of the ways that you can know if it's if you're just be mo- being motivated by feelings if it's not producing that lasting change like you go in in a worship service and oh that was so good you're crying at the altar and then you walk out and are not the same like I think it too could be an invitation from the spirit yeah. but what whether we decide to heed to that invitation or follow that invitation. Like we also have, it's not like the Holy Spirit moves and it's a magic trick or like. So it's more like an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Because the bottom line, we all have a choice. Otherwise the Holy Spirit would not be grieved. Right. Because the Bible talks about do, do not grieve the Holy Spirit whereby you're sealed unto your redemption. So he's talking to us as believers who are redeemed. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So he is moving in our lives, and we it's very tangible many, many times. But uh, what we do with that, the choices we make from that, will either allow that effectual work to produce in our life or we'll grieve him because mm-hmm. we've hindered you know, it's like he knocked at the door and we didn't give yeah. him full access. I will say, like, I do think um, when the Holy Spirit gives that invitation, he's also empowering you. He gives the yeah. grace that goes yeah. along with it. So I think sometimes we miss that invitation because maybe we we do attribute it to emotion. or And then the feeling changes, so we just don't respond. But, but when he is in that moment giving that invitation... Um, that's why like the quickness to our response is important, but, um, but he's also empowering us for that change, like grace to yes, be empowered and enabled to, to walk it out. But also like, um, I don't know, he's just, he's giving us everything we need to to take that opportunity Mm -hmm. and run with it. Well, that's what grace is. It's his divine ability. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm, living now in partnership with him. And that's really, it's my choice. Like I can partner with you or say, I don't want to talk to you today, Katie. You know, so if if I choose to partner with you, then what we can accomplish together is so much greater than we could ever do individually. Well, how much more of me even doing the right thing and me doing the right thing 
where I'm empowered by the Spirit of God, where He is actively involved in that. And you can tell, hey, I preach a lot, you know, or teach or whatever mm-hmm. it is that I'm doing. I can tell when Melody is giving information, and it might even be good, but boy, I can tell when the Holy Spirit has taken over. I'm going, wow, God, that is so much better than I could ever do in my own. You know, I could not just even sense or feel the anointing, but experience the impact because he was so involved. I am not eloquent, but when I get eloquent, that's the Holy Spirit, you know, or I'm not funny. But when I get funny, I go, God, you did that because I don't have the ability to even make that joke. And, you know, and it's just like you recognize he's actively involved in your life. And I mean, to me, that if I don't have that, it it like means nothing to me. So we're saying that there is an, an, an emotional component, but that can't be the driving force. Right. Remember what I said about like how the word and the spirit are connected. Mm. And so if we're truly in relationship, it just can't be like, well, what are you feeling today, Holy Spirit? You know, mm-hmm. it's like connecting to the word of God. Yeah. And from that, like... Like we see, like one of the reasons we've been given the Holy Spirit is to remind us. Well, remind us of what? What he said. How do we know what he said? Mm-hmm. We know the word of God. Mm. Yeah. And so if we fill ourselves with the word of God, whatever situation we're in, so he good. can bring it back to our remembrance. But if it's just solely out of feelings, I just think there's yep. you can fall into a lot of error mm-hmm. uh, trying to separate the moving of the Holy Spirit from his word that he's given to us. Yeah, definitely. That's so good. I think like that it's very, very important to recognize Holy Spirit is not a feeling. Um, Holy Spirit is not just a spirit Mm -hmm. um, because I think, uh, well, there is a spirit realm and -hmm. there is more than Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the spirit realm. There are many spirits in this unseen world um, that we, that we live in. Um, and so recognizing that, that one, that that exists, that there is a spirit realm that exists, um, but also that Holy Spirit is not just some premonition. Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is not just your conscience. It's not your Jiminy Cricket. Um, mm-hmm. it's, he's not the, the good vibes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, um, because the, the spirit realm can lead you through emotions, mm-hmm. down all kinds of paths mm-hmm. that could feel right in the moment. Um, but separating that Holy spirit is not just that he's not just a spooky feeling that you might encounter when you walk in a room. Um, because I think even as, as believers, especially like charismatic believers as we are, uh, it's just important to have that, that knowing that like, if I walk in a room, Oh, Cause I used to be that Christian. Like I would walk into a worship service and immediately go, what am I feeling in the room? Am <laughs> I feeling fear in the room? Mm-hmm. And like addressing the spirit realm and not actually going, Holy spirit, mm-hmm. you are present in this place. What do you desire? What are you doing? Um, and separating the two because just the spirit realm alone can actually, it can be dangerous because mm-hmm. it can lead you in really wrong paths. Actually, um, well, before you yeah. do, I want to get up on a little soapbox sure. just coming from it's our podcast. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> just being a worship leader, 
I know people that are sensitive to the spirit that come in and they're like, I'm feeling heavy, a heaviness, yeah. a heaviness. And then they're just responding to that yeah. where I'm like, hello, people. Yeah. If you're feeling heaviness, it's time to put on the garment of praise that breaks <laughs> off heaviness. So, yeah, great. Good job clapping right now. You feel heaviness. <laughs> what are you going to do yeah. about it? Like, it can't just be like all on the the worship leaders, you know, plate to deal with all that. If you feel it, then if God reveals it, he desires to address it. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? And so uh, I'll hear a lot, yeah, I felt that in the worship today. <laughs> yes, I, I was really processing through that. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're a part of this together. So if you feel it, you have to say, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to release? Yeah. And so that's my little soapbox. So like when you said about coming into the room and feeling something, like I I don't feel like God just reveals something so that it's revealed. Yeah. I feel like he reveals it so that we can take the authority that we have and bring heaven to earth. Yeah. Yeah. Be that agent of change mm -hmm. uh in in our world through the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Being okay, the, also, <laughs> what is it like uh, being the thermostat instead of the thermometer, yeah. like, like engaging Holy Spirit and going, because honestly, like some people are more sensitive to pick up yeah. like what's happening in the spirit room, realm in a room. Um, I will say this, like if you're, if your antennas are only picking up the negative, right. I think there's a problem as right. well there with yeah. that too. Like that person has an attitude well, I'm a parent. It doesn't take a genius to pick out that my kids have an attitude. <laughs> I'm not discerning. It's discerning yeah. when they're saying all the right things and I know something yeah. is deeper. Right. Yeah. Like, so that's a little soapbox. soapbox yeah. but, but this scripture is so good. It so applies. In John 15, 26, it says, when the advocate, talking about the Holy Spirit, comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. So what is the role of the Holy Spirit is to testify about God, mm -hmm. not just to bring out, oh, I'm sensing all these negative mm -hmm. things, but what? who is God yeah. right now in our presence? Mm -hmm. what, what does the Spirit of God uh, say, this is what I am testifying of at this moment. Mm -hmm. And I am sure uh, the Spirit of God is not focusing on darkness because he has power over it. Yeah, He's not focusing on depression because he has power over it. So I think when, uh, and there are people who are more discerning, you know, and picking up things like that, and that might be valid in what they're feeling, but if they stay stuck in that, then they are not utilizing the advocate. Mm -hmm. that comes alongside of us to help and to be a solution in that by partnering with the Holy Spirit. And isn't it true? Because a lot of times, you know, you people might feel something. And I said, never get up and prophesy the negative. What's God saying? And let's speak what God is saying. Let's speak what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And I think that's so powerful because God is bigger, greater, more powerful than all those things. So what has got our attention will really have our direction. Mm -hmm. And that's what's beautiful. We're not talking about prophecy now, but it's beautiful when like a prophetic 
word goes forth, which when it comes from the Holy Spirit, which is what a true prophetic or a true prophetic word is birthed from, the Spirit of God, you it shifts. Mm-hmm. It changes the atmosphere. It has just brought um, light in the midst of darkness. It's brought hope in the midst of hopelessness. It releases healing. It, it, there's so much power associated with the spirit of truth. Yeah. So it's not just a feeling. Yeah. It's power. Yeah. And and recognizing the paramount importance of staying connected to mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. Um, because... There's a a passage in Matthew that it's just, it's always broken my heart. It's always been this big caution for me, but it's Matthew 7, 21 through 23. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall Mm. enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. It says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? Because that, pausing there for a moment, you can be a Christian, be in church, be doing all the works of the spirit, the spirit realm. You'd be very aware of the spirit realm. You can be partnering with the gifts of the spirit that he gives freely to all believers um, and think that that's enough, that you're aware of the spirit realm. But then it continues and it says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. That is freaks me out yeah. (laughs) because just being aware of the spirit realm is not enough. And it, it's not, that's not what connects us to him. It's, it's the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. It's my relationship to him himself, not everything that I do or am aware of in the spirit realm, but it's my connection to him that makes me a son or daughter and makes me an heir of the kingdom. So just separating that, like when we're talking about the Holy Spirit and depending on your theology, your framework, how you were brought up to believe about the Holy Spirit, just knowing like that it's not just the spooky part of like, it's not just a spirit. He is God and our connection to him is what makes all that other stuff produce powerful results um, that are life-giving and the other things that we talked about earlier. And in actuality, it's really the whole Godhead functioning, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they function as one with one goal, one purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't want to separate that out, you know, in the middle of a worship service, Joel, man, I might focus on the heart of the Father, you know, or I feel like the heart of the Father is is moving in mm-hmm. me, or, you know, the work of Jesus, the price that Jesus paid, and, you know, and so... Really, it's not one or the other. It's the functioning of the attributes of the whole Godhead that the Spirit of God really makes alive on the inside of us. Yeah. So I know that we didn't cover that question fully of like, who is Holy <laughs> yeah. I never would be able to. Like, no, yeah. but I think we could maybe talk about uh, what he is not. Mm-hmm. Because I think those are things that, you know, if you have a wrong, perce- if you perceive him wrongly, then you're going to uh, connect with him or maybe not be able to connect with him mm-hmm. because you perceive him wrongly. I think the big thing for me, like when I hear sometimes people talk about the Holy Spirit, it's almost like this 
he's my personal genie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> make yeah. a wish and he makes my dreams come true. Now, the Holy Spirit has power, right? The Holy Spirit has power, but he is not a power without personality. Mm, yeah. That's good. So that is why we're commanded or we're encouraged to know him. Mm, yeah. And that's where the fruit of the spirit, what is the fruit coming from? Cultivation of relationship. Mm. Yeah. And so it's not just like, okay, uh, connection with the Holy Spirit so I can get what I want. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's to know him. Yes. And as we know him, as we behold him, we'll become like him. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, the Holy Spirit has power, but it's not power without personality. So we connect to him on a heart level so that we can hopefully bear the fruit that he, yeah. uh, that relationship produces. Yeah. I so love that. I do too. The power, he's not power without personality. Is mm -hmm. that what you said? Yeah. 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 Through the, the scripture, whenever the Holy Spirit is described, um, the words that are used, um, they're used in other contexts, but when it's talking about the Holy Spirit, they never refer to him as a um, depersonalized force. Right. Yeah. So same same yeah. thing as what you just said, just different words. He's always described as a personal presence. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, we're not commanding the Holy Spirit around. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he, it's maybe a matter of semantics, but like mm -hmm. having a friendship with the Holy Spirit is so important. Having that personal presence, uh, the, his personality so connected in my life, but also that he's not my little buddy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like he's not just like my little encourager buddy that walks mm -hmm. around with me every day and Makes pats me, me on the back better. and tells me I'm doing a great job. Like all of his attributes are so good and so giving and so um, like that. He's our encourager and our comforter and all of those things. Um, but I think the more that I've like grown in friendship with the Holy Spirit, the more he's not just that. Right. Like the more I, I like, I need him to be my comforter. <laughs> and sometimes like if I'm in a moment where I need comfort, I just go, Holy Spirit, I need you to be my comforter right now. And he's so good to offer those things to us. But also like recognizing that that he's also there to help keep my life safe and in, on a good path and that his conviction um, is what keeps me on track. So it's not only like he's my my little friend that, you know, always helps me when I need him to, but like in a in a light way, but also like he's my friend in that he's going to he's going to check me when I need checked. Like he's going to speak into my life when I'm, I'm making a decision that is not a good one. He gets to be that voice inside of me, that personal presence friend inside of me that goes, Hey, you're getting off course. And so I he get to listen you to of him. Sin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he is both of those things, but yeah. not only this like, I don't know. Little that, buddy is the way I describe it. Uh, I believe it in, in Acts, it talks about you've resisted the Holy Spirit. So we're very aware of the person of the Holy Spirit, convicting, leading, guiding, speaking mm -hmm. to us, comfort, all those beautiful things, but we can resist it just like we can resist 
the Father. We can resist Jesus. We can resist one another. Yeah. And but but to have that humility of heart and spirit of recognizing that if the spirit of God is speaking to us and leading us, mm-hmm. and we know what the fruit of the spirit is, we don't need a thus saith the Lord for those things mm-hmm. at all. But in those things, not to resist it. And that's where I think a lot of times the fear of man comes in, where we're more concerned about what other people think than what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And uh, that when I do that, I'm putting man higher than God, because mm-hmm. yeah. he is God. He's a part of the Godhead. And to yield to him and hear not just what, but how, and to have his nature, um, that's really a big deal. I mean, that's that's the fear of the Lord. It's not just the Father or Jesus. Yeah. It's like the fear of the Lord. I don't want to do anything that hurts his heart. Yeah. I love that it is, it's that personal presence. I love yeah. that it is a relationship that's cultivated. Yeah. It's not like an instant thing that I just know what grieves the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like I can read the word and logically figure out like what does and doesn't grieve the Holy Spirit. And we should do that. But it, the more that that friendship is developed, the more... And what makes a good relationship? I mean, communication mm-hmm. <laughs> of relationships, not much without communication. And if that communication is few and far in between, it's not a very strong relationship. So the more I'm in communication with him every day, inviting his personal presence to be a part of my day, to speak to me, then the more familiar I get with his voice, the quicker I know. Because I think if you're if your friendship is with the world above with the Holy mm. Spirit, then it's just going to be hard for you to know, like, because, because you're not in friendship. Like, and what every friendship relationship is reciprocated uh, exchange of life. There it is. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's that exchange of life and it's, it's a giving and it's a receiving, you know, it's reciprocated. And I don't think it's just, yes, sir, I obey you, but no, it's, it's out of a, a heart connection and a relationship that, um, uh, I, w- I want to bless God. I mm-hmm. want to, I want to honor the Holy Spirit. I, I want to honor Jesus. I want to honor the Father. And um, and I think that's what really builds relationship. I think honor is huge. See previous podcast episode. <laughs> Was it? Okay, I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, it's like really, you know, if we honor, we reciprocate, you know, and we hear, we respond. And uh, yeah, it's really good. It's important to point out that the Holy Spirit is not a rogue agent. (laughs) Meaning if you say, well, God told, or the Holy Spirit told me to do this and it contradicts the word of God. Oh, there you go. Good. That's a rogue agent. (laughs) (laughs) Or contradicts the heart of A voice of a stranger (laughs) that you should not follow. Right. So does it contradict the word? But also we know that the fruit of the Spirit one of them, let's just go with the big one, is love. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit told me to do this or to say this or say it in, in this way. Well, that contradicts love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is not a rogue agent. Mm-hmm. He does not lead us down paths that contradict the heart and the character of God. Yeah. I think that's one of the, <laughs> one of a, it's a big struggle 
when I hear people just say like, well, I felt the spirit move me or Mm -hmm. say this or do this. And I think just that sentence alone, I felt (laughs) is like a good, like warning sign. Like now that can be used totally purely and correctly and all of those things, but it's just like a a check of like what you were saying. Like, let me make sure this isn't just my feelings. Let me make (laughs) sure this has some grounding (laughs) in the word of God and in counsel and well, that safeguard. seems restrictive. Well, Je- well Jesus said, <laughs> I do nothing apart from the Father. Yeah. So Jesus was submitted. I mean, it's a narrow gate. <laughs> it is restrictive in that Jesus is the only way. That and was Jesus- really good because it's like, you know, it's restrictive. Well, Jesus, he walked by the he man at the gate beautiful all the time, but he didn't heal him. Yeah. Yeah, and not because he's not a healer, mm-hmm. but he only did the things he saw the Father yeah, do. Yeah, back to that scripture, is like they're they're going like, well, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you did the stuff, but you weren't in relationship with me. You weren't in connection, which is what actually makes it righteousness. <laughs> so it's Well, important. you kind of brought this up earlier where you're like, well, it's not about yes, sir, and God commanding and this and that. But I was actually thinking about this this week, but I was thinking, okay, we believe God is God. We are not God. (laughs) If he wants to be a dictator, that's his prerogative. Glad you finished that word. (laughs) Well, remember I told my kids not to abbreviate it. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I know... In modern Christianity, it's kind of like, oh, like, oh, God is king or God is Lord and he has authority. I'm like, yeah, he's God. Mm -hmm. That does that mean I always fall in line or do what I'm being led to? No, that's why there's repentance. But I just feel like that's almost like strange to me because. Yes, it's the Holy Spirit, but this is God on the inside of us. Like, it shouldn't be like this negative thing of like, well, like I have my own way. Well, your way leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just something that I've kind of been processing through like this uh, resistance to like the idea of God's ultimate authority in our life. Well, if we believe that it is God, like it doesn't matter what we think, like and you might disagree with that. That's fine. Oh, I think that's... No, I'm not saying you guys. I'm saying the person that just turned me off. No. <laughs> but no, they won't hear your, the rest of your statement. So, <laughs> like we were saying, well, the Holy Spirit is God, correct? Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about that. But he is not bound by our limitations. What does that mean? Our limitations could be how we mentally perceive him. Yeah. Like mm. a lot of times people say, well, mm. the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. How do you know? Like God can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we know if we, if he said something, he's not going to go against his own word. So that gives us an assurance. Like when uh, a scripture says that he won't flood the earth again, that's a promise. That's an assurance of his character. But the fact is like having this attitude of like, I just don't know about this. Like, Nowadays is very much like God, my friend, my my buddy. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we had these dolls called my buddy, my oh. buddy. You know, 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, if you're you had old my buddy there, doll. Yeah, you did. You, and what was the girl doll name? My sister. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're old enough, you know what I'm talking about. Like my buddy. But yes, he is our friend, but he is Lord and yeah. he's master and he, uh, he has authority. And so just that thought of like, if you believe you're interacting with the God of the universe, <laughs> the creator of who you are in this realm that we live in, the creator of it. Like, I don't understand, like, even in myself, I don't even understand that, like, well, my way's better. <laughs> or like, I feel uncomfortable with, like, ultimate authority. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I hope I'm articulating it well enough, but. Well, sometimes we put ourselves in authority thinking God is there to serve us. You know, yeah, and that's this is I, that's, your responsibility, God, to to do this for me. And you are, and we know he's a healer, so God, you got to heal. You know, and what, and I'm not saying he wouldn't. What I'm saying is that it's almost like, oh, I hate to say this word, but he's like the sugar daddy. You mm -hmm. know, he's he's there to just do for us at our beckoning command. And, and he has, because yeah. while we were still sinners, he loved us, right? Absolutely. He sent his son. Yeah. But he... But we're not God to command him. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you really have a uh, a healthy view of God, yeah. I almost feel like it's a contradictory to be like, um, my way is better. Well, I think you just said it. If you have a healthy view yeah. <laughs> of God, yeah, which we're all working through, yeah, sure, and. The more you know his character, pursue his character, mm -hmm. and trust his character, then the more you are just you're willing because you know that his heart is always for your good. You're willing to adhere to whatever he commands because you trust. And him. it's awesome when you know his character. But I'm still going back to the thing: if you believe God is, God is God, it doesn't matter what our yeah, it's a broad. That's yeah. it's a broad thing. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 just talking yeah. about things that I've just been like yeah, processing definitely. through. Um and we're allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah. I I told you. If you're looking for all the perfect uh, <laughs> answers yeah. in a bow, like we I can just never cover yeah. every angle <laughs> in one episode or a lifetime even. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I told you recently, but like um like pre a previous part of time of my life, like I really relied on Holy Spirit as friend or as Jesus's mm. brother or yeah. um, the the Comforter, like those names of God, which are true, one hundred percent. Need them, still love them, need them every day. But more recently, the names that I'm I'm attributing to God in my just my prayers are Master yeah. and Lord and mm. uh, Shepherd and Potter and mm ones that make me sound really small. <laughs> they're, they're not just about like the, the comforting of me, but it's actually like, when I see you as master, I am comforted. Like it's, I can trust his leadership. I can trust that whatever he says is, so is good. good for me. So, so it's just, it's that grown. And I, I think that comes from years of developing friendship with him, with the Holy mm -hmm. spirit. And I pray that never changes. <laughs> so when you told me that, that's probably what made me think of that question. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Because I think in this conversation about the Holy Spirit, I think that's the like both and of it is that, yes, he is comforter and he is friend and helper Mm -hmm. and all of those things. And he is the Holy Spirit that convicts us of sin and teaches us and guides us and and is our master and our Lord. Well, one of the ways that I've explained, like, because the character of God is vast um, and like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but, and they probably still have them now, but those jackets in the eighties, they were reverse. Yeah. They, mm. they, they looked different. So you could flip it inside out and it looked one way and you flip, it was the same jacket, but, uh, it looked different yeah. depending on how you like put it on. And so I think in a lot of ways, certain churches are like grace and mercy and that's yeah. the jacket that we put on, but there's still the reality of, who God is, is one of justice and yeah. authority and mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you have churches that that's all it's about. <laughs> and then there's a lack of grace as well. So it's important to recognize that it's the same jacket. It, it's who God is. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to say finding the balance. It's just learning to know him through relationship yeah. um, and like, like if someone said, "Oh, your mother said this," I'd be like, "Nah, she didn't say that because I know her." Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I think one scripture that speaks to this, and we've both kind of preached messages on it, mm-hmm. is Second Corinthians three seventeen. Uh, now the Lord that I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and wherever the yeah. wherever He is Lord, there is liberty or there yeah. is freedom. Oh, that's yeah. good. So just saying, good. like it's saying the Lord. It yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. say like now the 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 guy I'm talking about, like the Lord and Lord is that master role. It's that role of authority and leadership um, that has power over yeah. others. Um, well, I think that goes back to that worship service. Well, I felt God today. Well, that might have not brought freedom. Right. Because maybe in that moment, God led you to maybe stop doing something or mm-hmm. like if, if you don't allow him to be Lord, there's right. not going to be the freedom yeah. as well. His presence is still there. Yeah. It's still yeah. good. It's still comforting or mm-hmm. whatever. But when we allow it to be Lord yeah. is when the liberty the freedom comes. comes. That's where that lasting change comes. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, I mean, we definitely have more stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other thoughts, Mom? No, sure. I I think that's a beautiful balance. I think it's so good what what is being shared because, um, you know, the more we know our God, the more we will be like him and the more aware we will be when he is speaking and what mm-hmm. he's moving and and how to partner with him. Because I think that's where we really see the kingdom of God established is when we choose to yield our will to his will. Yeah. And that's a place of power. That's just become like my favorite word is yieldedness mm-hmm. or givenness. Like It used to be generous or generosity. Oh, well, mm-hmm. And now it's yielding this. more than one favorite. No. That's why I like stopped getting your gifts. favorite children. Man. <laughs> That's not whatever. <laughs> Don't lie to the people. <laughs> no, she never gave me gifts. <laughs> oh, God. You're, there's one right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, she got me. I hate journaling, and she got me a journal. <laughs> and what did you tell me the other day? You started using it, so... 
Um, just took almost a year. It took, but. It took with much pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Uh, what was, oh, the givenness, the yeah. yieldedness. Yeah. 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 Um, and I had pulled this scripture, Galatians 5.25. Uh, it says, no, this is the Passion Translation. Uh, it says, if the spirit is the source of our life, we must also allow the spirit to direct every aspect of our lives. That's so good. And so it's just that everyday relationship. And then what I want to grow in is that yieldedness to whatever he directs is where I go. <laughs> um, and I'm very bad at navigation, so I need <laughs> I need somebody to direct me. But. <laughs> So we as believers have the Holy Spirit in our life. Mm -hmm. So maybe we could just quickly talk about, oh, maybe not quickly, but maybe we could talk about how do we engage with the Holy Spirit? Because some people, you know, being a pastor for a long time, that is a question. Like, how do I know if God's speaking? How how do I actually build that relationship or cultivate that relationship? For me, it has been learning to ask the helper for help. That's just been a big one for me is actually stopping, mm -hmm. acknowledging and asking. Yeah. Um, because if I don't do that, then I, I'm not even giving him the opportunity in my consciousness anyway, <laughs> to let him be him in my life. So yeah. like I, I love, well, I mean the Holy spirit um, is described as the helper Jesus said that the helper is going to come to you. The Holy Spirit is your helper yeah. and he's going to help you. And that word helper is parakletos, which means the one called alongside to help. Mm -hmm. um, so I've just had to stop and go, Hey, help <laughs> like, <laughs> Holy Spirit. I'm doing it on my own and it's not working. Right. Exactly. And then as you mature in that, it's not even hitting that point. It's just going, Holy Spirit, I depend on you. I rely on your leadership. Help me to live out my days. So, um, and, and you maybe you'll roll your eyes at this, but that word spirit is often translated breath or wind. So to me, it's like that I want his breath. I want it to be in my inside of me that it's his breath that keeps me alive. <laughs> yes, I have a physical body lungs that he has given me, but like becoming so yielded and so dependent on him that um, that I just rely on him for every every part of my life, like including the breath. Like I've just become it's just become a daily prayer of like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the breath in my lungs. Um, and it's just a practice. It's just, all of it is, is a simple practice of me um, being dependent on the Holy Spirit's help and activity in my life. Wish I had my Bible here right now because I got you all the definitions. You don't carry it around with you everywhere. <laughs> I thought podcast, it should be written on your heart. <laughs> but um, I love that word breath because the word breath in Hebrew is ruah the Ruah yeah. of God or the breath of God. And one of its definitions is a warlike spirit. Mm -hmm. It's a courageous spirit. So when uh, his breath is within me, 
there is courage. There is confidence. There's like a warlike spirit that I'm not defeated. And it just carries such meaning of life and hope and freedom. Yeah. Um, actually, it's the word that was used uh, in Ezekiel when it talked about the valley of the dry bones. The breath of God brought a shaking that brought life. Yeah. And that life was restoration. And, you know, uh, uh, it was to revive, to renew. And so when you think about the breath of God or the spirit of God, that is so, so powerful. Yeah. So if I yield my breath to his breath, man, we have just um, defeated the works of darkness, not just externally, but anything that has tried to rise up in our own soul internally. Mm -hmm. It's like when that courageous spirit rises inside of us, it's like, hey, that faith really produces an external positive change that we can see. Yeah. So I'll give you a few things that I jotted down. First one was knowing the written word of God. So how do we engage with the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. We know the written word of God because mm -hmm. the spirit always is connected to the word of God. Mm -hmm. The next one is prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one is your relationship can't go higher than your obedience to the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. And we kind of talked a little bit about that. Uh, concern yourself with knowing what God is doing and not try to convince God to partner with your agenda. <laughs> Which, man, that one, mm -hmm. that yeah. one will get you. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. what he's doing is not within our time. <laughs> it's not within time. <laughs> yeah. It can take a long time in the natural realm. Yeah. And I, at least for me, like I want to, I want to hurry that along a lot of the time. So just trusting, trusting his timing and letting him lead is hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Another one is learn to distinguish his voice from a stranger mm -hmm. and yourself. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. yourself. That's, <laughs> that's so we know one. that, uh, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And in another verse, it says, and a stranger, they will not follow, but will flee from him for they know not the voice mm -hmm. of strangers. So when you say, oh, I felt the Holy Spirit do this, like then analyze it after the fact. Oh, that was kind of me or, oh, that was a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's through the reason of use. That's through fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah, that was more me walking in fear than actually being led by your spirit. And lastly, rely on those that cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I think one of the negative things of modern Christianity is the overemphasis of over-personalizing our walk with God. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that we learn how to grow in a relationship with the Holy Spirit by other believers. Yeah, it's good. And so you can't forget or forsake that as well. It's not, uh, I don't, I believe that we're meant to do things in uh, a family. Um, and I don't like using that word even, but in, in the fellowship of believers mm -hmm. and not out on our own, just me and Jesus. And that's kind of where, you know, Elijah went to the cave. Mm -hmm. Well, even 
earlier you said about Holy Spirit doesn't go rogue. Mm-hmm. And if you think, well, yeah, he's connected all the time. Yeah. So that's a good indicator for us. Yeah. That, um, that we shouldn't go rogue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So find some people that cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit to where they can be like, yeah, that sounds like a stranger to me. That sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. like you, <laughs> you know, and, and to be encouraged and to be uh, prodded forward in your walk with the Lord. Um, well, in so Hebrews doing- 5, it says, but strong meat, that's the mature, mm-hmm. but strong meat belongs to those who are of full age, who by reason of use mm-hmm. have their senses exercised to discern yeah. good and evil. Yeah. What is of God? What isn't of God? What is the Holy Spirit? What is not the Holy Spirit? And just by practice, as if you want to use that word, mm-hmm. by reason of use, you begin to learn, man, I thought for sure that was the Holy Spirit. And I realized, no, that was me. You but know? I want to emphasize, remember, these these books in the Bible are written to a community of believers. Yeah. Yes. So if we just read that, I got to, uh, through reason of use, through my mm-hmm. own ability and me mm-hmm. trying to figure it out That's myself... Good. That's I good. think we we yeah. miss the mark. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And so we we gain reason of use not just through personal right. uh, personal use of it. Mm-hmm. It is through also saying, "Wow, that person really missed it on that mm-hmm. one." That kind of taught me something as mm-hmm. well. So it's in the group, it's in the community that you can grow in the reason of use, not just an isolated. That's good. Yeah. Uh, endeavor. Yeah, that's really good. So those were my points. <laughs> well, well, for me in partnering with the Holy Spirit is for me, uh, praying in the Spirit or praying in tongues. Um, now we know that the Spirit dwells in every single person who uh, has received Jesus, uh, and that's what happened to um, the disciples when uh, Jesus showed up and they saw that Jesus was resurrected, he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. The moment they saw Jesus, they were be- they were believers and the Holy Spirit uh, entered into them. And um, But then he said, I want you to wait for the promise of the Father, which was when the Holy Spirit came upon them to give them power so that they could be witnesses. And a part of that was uh, a prayer language, a language of praying in the spirit, praying uh, in tongues. And so I love praying in tongues because I'm letting God himself, the Holy Spirit himself, pray through me a perfect prayer. So it bypasses my intellect. It bypasses my reasoning and just yielding and letting the Holy Spirit pray through me. And and for me personally, you know, uh, before I go to do anything that has of any value, I always pray in the Holy Spirit, Lord, not my will, but your will. I yield myself because when I pray in the Spirit, I'm praying the perfect will of God. And so when I do that, it just stirs my faith in relationship to partnering with the Holy Spirit. Which I'll just insert here um, that not every tradition believes that the that the language of the Holy Spirit is accessible or for all believers. Obviously, as we're speaking, we believe that it is accessible to all believers. 
um, that prayer language is for all those who follow Jesus. Um, and so if you're interested in learning more about that, since we clearly can't dive into that here today, but if you just go on the Giving Light YouTube channel, there is a free class um, taught by Dr. Melody that's all about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you can learn more about that there if that's a foreign concept to you or mm -hmm. different from what you've heard or, um, yeah, that you've heard before. Oh, I didn't know people do things differently than us. <laughs> yes, they sure do. Hmm. You might even find some comments on that class of people who believe differently than we do. <laughs> but but, but isn't it, it goes back to community, right? It goes back to community. Yeah. We're all we're all a part of a family. Even there might be different uh structures or beliefs or expressions, but we're still family. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes it works because they're thousands of miles away. <laughs> In a, a faceless, nameless YouTube profile. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Um, what was your initial question? Was it how to... Oh yeah, because we as believers have the Holy Spirit. How, how do, do we, we engage, engage? Oh, okay. with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. I don't, I don't, maybe we've already said it, but I just think that yeah. connectedness is um, how we engage the John 15, five, I, I am the vine, he is the branches, or you are the branches. If you remain in me, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's just that it's the connection, um, which just might sound like obvious, but it's, it's that relationship. It's developing the relationship. Am I giving him time in my day? Am I giving him a voice in my life? Am I... Um, yeah, you know, am I meditating on what he says and uh, on the word? Because the result of that is the fruit is fruit. <laughs> An apple tree bears apples. The spirit tree <laughs> bears spirit fruit. So uh, when I am connected with him, the evidence of that is what is the fruit of, of my life? What fruit am I producing? Um, because the more that we cultivate that relationship, the more we're going to bear his fruit. And so, um, like, if you feel like you're not bearing fruit, just check your connection. And I love that it's just that simple. Um, it's, it's different context, but he, he talks about like, if you were grafted in and you get disconnected, you can get grafted in again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um, like you can reconnect. And so if you lose that connection for me, that's a day to day moment to moment thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, I feel disconnected. I, I need to check my connection. And all that is, is that prayer. It's that communication going, Holy spirit, I'm reconnecting with you. I, I'm paying attention, like speak to me. Um, so it's just, just that simple thing. I don't, I don't think it's too complicated. <laughs> it's just a reconnection. Like I, I want to stay grafted into the vine um, because that's when I'll bear fruit and the fruit's going to benefit me. It's going to benefit, um, his kingdom and it's going to benefit the people around me. So, yeah. So I hope that we gave some practical things. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to share one more way yeah. that we can engage. And one way is to inquire of him intentionally, deliberately in the situations in our life, stop and inquire of the Lord. And I love where the word of God says, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they do not follow. And so when I'm in situations and I just stop and I choose to turn my attention to the Holy Spirit and inquire of him, 
then it's in that place that I've positioned myself to receive from him, hear his voice and respond as he would have me respond. You know, it it helps me get out of my emotions into the place of inquiry. Yeah. And that's where I've heard people say so often, like I've asked, but I didn't hear anything or I didn't, I, I didn't get anything. That's where it's, it is a skill set almost mm-hmm. that has to be developed. So just keep asking um, and notice just something small. Like sometimes if we ask and we're expecting to hear the audible voice of God right. shout from heaven, then we get disappointed and we stop asking, but like ask and you know, a thought might have come to your mind that never came to your mind before or, and then that's where you need all of those checks and balances of like, does this align with the word and be in a community of believers? But, um, it's just practice. You, we get to practice mm-hmm. and walk out our daily salvation with him. Um, so just keep doing it. Even if it, it doesn't I seem like you're getting anywhere. I think it's an ax, but he says, I have chosen you. God says, I've chosen you to know my will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the words from my mouth. Mm. And it's like, that's what God chose us. <laughs> We're his sons and his daughters. And in that place of being chosen in that and us receiving that opportunity uh, to be sons and daughters of the living God, man, I can know his will. Mm-hmm. I can see the righteous the one with right actions. I'll, I'll know what to do because I see his actions uh, to see the righteous one and to hear the words of his mouth. So that's something we are chosen for. Yeah, and and even as we just said a few moments ago, it's a place of practice. And I love the scripture, ask and you shall receive. Well, it denotes there, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if that is our heart towards uh, our God, towards the Holy Spirit, um, He will never leave us. He won't forsake us. And we'll be amazing at amazed at how many quote unquote coincidences there are in our life. Yeah. 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 So I hope we gave some practical things. I, I uh, do audio. And so like, if I have a question about something, I'll go to YouTube. And the kind of joke with that is like a lot of like the YouTube teachers and stuff like that, one of the jokes is like, they'll say, well, use your ears. How do you (laughs) EQ a guitar? How do you make the right decisions? Well, use your ears. And you're like, well, that doesn't help me kind of thing. So I don't want our our tips to be like, "Uh, just feel. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just feel like, and like, I don't even know what that means. I think that there's an element of truth to that, of the reason of use, but, uh, I like I said, I hope we gave more than just like use your ears. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Use your ears <laughs> <laughs> or feel. So, but yeah. I think like I was just thought the line in the Lord's Prayer that says, Give us this day our daily bread. Mm. Like just asking and trusting that mm. when I ask, He is going to give. And not narrowing it down to what that's going to look like, but, but trusting that when I ask, when I connect to him, that he responds, yes. um, the way that he sees fit. <laughs> yeah. And I could be wrong with this, but I think a, a, a problem that a lot of Christians have is 
Well, your experience with the Holy Spirit has to look like mine. Right. And you exactly. said, give us this day our daily bread. So our encounter with the Holy Spirit might be very different than someone else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yep. Absolutely. You know, so, but anyways. Yes. Well, I think we've, we've done it. Wow. We scratched we've the surface. We've done this episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we're officially over our 100 episode mark. Uh, so thanks for listening and we would love it if you would connect with us a little further by, uh, rating and reviewing the show on whatever podcast platform you listen. Uh, you can also, uh, write in an email comments, um, or topic suggestions. If you'd like us to speak on a specific topic, uh, you can do that. The email address is in the show notes for that as well. Um, I think if you're listening on Spotify, you can type that right in the, right in the show notes. There's a place for you to write in. And if you go to the very bottom of those notes, there's a link that if you would like to uh, contribute towards the podcast uh, with your dollars, you can do that as well. So it makes it really, really easy. You can just click there and you can give 99 cents if you want, Um, but that's there for you. So, so, oh, I was just thinking that will help with your shopping habit. Yeah, right. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I'm taking your daughter out on Sunday, so maybe it'll... Well, maybe you can help her with her shopping habit. Like I said before, she wants a job so she can spend money. Yeah, she immediately told me what she wanted to spend it on. I was like, you're going to be done in the first store. Well, I was talking with my sister yesterday and she said, yeah, Layla reached out to me and said, hey, um, if you're planning on giving money for my birthday, could you get it to me by Sunday so I can spend it when I go out with Katie? She, the, I think one of the last times I've taken her out, she had like, like $2.70 left. And she goes, can we go back to the Dollar Tree? And I said, Layla, (laughs) you can take $2.70 home with you. (laughs) And that was a concept for her to grasp. It was a difficult one. (laughs) I will not be spending that money. You can send it. It's going to support what we do here at Giving Light. (laughs) Just to clarify. (laughs) Or mom's drug habit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we're done here. So um, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.